Hey, all you nostalgic postgrads. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This and Dorian Life, 90s Music Got Me Like, and Previously on X-Men. You can follow all of the shows at Radio Meanwhile on Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. Please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 7 in its entirety. We did it. The I know. Season. I know. Done. All right, let's tune into CUTV for the last time. Perhaps. I guess, I guess, <laughs> until a new soundbite comes our way. This year, you can replay each day at 5 right here on your very own news network, CUTV. These episodes originally aired from August 21st, 1996 through May 21st, 1997. What a and, time. And uh, here's some things that happen between the seasons. June 17th, KJ Appa, who played Archie in Riverdale alongside Luke Perry, was born. Hmm. June 24th, Mark Damon Espinoza turned 37. June 25th, Lala Anthony, who plays Shay in BH90210, turned 12. <laughs> July 3rd, 90210 novelizer Mel Gildon turned 50. Hey, Mel. July 8th, Kathleen Robertson turned 24. And July 12th, Malala Yousafzai, Pakistani activist and Nobel Peace Prize recipient, was born. Hmm. I've been wanting to read I Am Malala forever, and I well, just have never picked now, it up. Yeah, this is a perfect time. Deaths. June 25th, oceanic explorer Jacques Cousteau died. Uh-oh. Emily Valentine's probably taking that hard because she's out studying marine biology at this point, right? Yeah. July 2nd, Jimmy Stewart died. Oh. <laughs> and July 15th, uh, Gianni Versace was shot and killed. Did you see wow. that movie? Wasn't that House of Gucci? Oh, yeah, that was Gucci. Were both Gucci and Versace killed? Huh. Interesting. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's dog eat dog. <laughs> Movies. May 9th, Greg Araki's black comedy Nowhere was released. Described by Araki as 90210 on acid, the ensemble <laughs> included 90210 alums Denise Richards, Kathleen Robertson, and Shannon Doherty. Oh. Never heard of it. No, me neither. June 13th, Speed 2, Cruise Control. Definitely have seen that. Have you seen that? <laughs> no, I love Why? the first Speed, but I've never Why would they make a sequel to Speed? Willem Dafoe is off the rails in that. Like, When is he fully. not off the rails? I know, but like, even for Willem Dafoe, it's like, wah. It's a lot. June 20th, we got Batman and Robin. Oh my gosh. I remember this so well. I was desperate to see it opening day. Did it. And then uh, decades later, you and I did a podcast about it over on Three Nice Things. We did. This is the one with Uma Thurman. It and, is. Schwarzenegger, okay, yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, I thought Uma Thurman looked so cool on the cover of, yeah. <laughs> of she the does, movie. She does look cool. I mean, she is, she is good yeah. as, as Poison Ivy. Yeah. She's not the problem with the movie. I told you, when I rewatched this with Eric for the 80th anniversary, he and I saw all four of them sequentially uh, in theaters. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> give me Batman 5. Why not? Also on June 20th, my best friend's wedding with Julia Roberts and Dermot Mulroney. Also saw that. Classic. 
classic. Julia Roberts just said in an interview recently, I don't know if it was the Graham Norton show, somewhere, she was like, I'd love to do a My Best Friend's Wedding sequel. So, like, do it. Let's get Cameron yeah. Diaz out of retirement. Let's make it happen. June 27th, we got Disney's Hercules. Ooh. A plus music on a C minus movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the music is great. It is. Also on June 27th, Face Off with Nick yeah. Cage and John Travolta. Winner of four Academy Awards, Face Off. No, really? I made that up. No, it's oh, not true. I, I was like, up. really? I made that up, yeah. Nick Cage definitely has won an Academy Award. I don't think Travolta, probably not. I, that movie is a ride. It's, it it's is. enjoyable to watch. Yeah. July 2nd, Men in Black. I loved Men in Black. We watched Men in Black 50 billion times. I've seen it so many times even though i hate how gross it is yes it is gross it is gross you know what travolta was nominated for two academy awards never won okay okay i I thought surely he had to have been nominated yep on july 25th air force one with harrison ford get off my plane I've never seen that one. This was during Harrison Ford's mumble phase, but um, <laughs> this movie is it's pretty good. And also on July 25th, Good Burger with Keenan and Kel. Oh, yeah. Uh, loved all that. Never watched the Good Burger movie. And now there's a sequel. So I feel like I have to watch both of them. I don't know. I recently caught like the end of it on TV. And it's it's just not funny as an adult. I believe you know? it. I believe yeah. it. TV, June 14th, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, aired Mm. what would become its series finale. Oh, boy. ABC reversed its decision to renew it for a fifth season, ending the series on a cliffhanger. I was not okay with this, Kendra. And I remember this so well. who ends series on cliffhangers should be. I know. And this wasn't even like the, the writers or whatever. They were already renewed for season five. So they're like setting up this season five. And for whatever reason, ABC was like, ah, never mind. But I was like, I was at my dad's house. I had some friends over. And I was like, oh, Lois and Clark is, I'm like, oh, it's all right. I'll just catch it on a rerun. And I didn't watch it. And uh, it's an open wound to this day, Kendra. Where did the baby come from? (laughs) Lois and Clark get a baby wrapped in a Superman blanket. And no one knows whose baby it is. Series finale. Not cool. No one knows whose baby it is. No one knows whose baby it is. Hmm. June 27th, Dave's World, starring Harry Anderson and based on Dave Barry, ended. Mm, I remember that show. July 14th, the Cartoon Network series Johnny Bravo debuted. Come on now. I'm a dancer, romancer. You're a Capricorn. I'm a cancer. We love Johnny Bravo. I love when I'm on TikTok and I see people posting clips from Johnny Bravo of like scenes that were not appropriate oh, for, for sure. children, yeah. but we just like didn't get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. And July 27th, Stargate SG one debuted. Ooh, yeah. What a ride. What a long running show that was. I haven't seen a second of it. I watched maybe the half of the first season. It was kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How's that? I don't know. Music, June 17th, Blink-182 released their second album, Dude Ranch, which uh, went on to be certified platinum in the U.S. Not bad. The Legend of Chin, the debut album of Switchfoot, was released. The song You got a boost when it was featured in the Manny Moore film, A Walk to Remember. I kind of thought Switchfoot was like a Christian band. Is it not? Uh, yes. Okay. I think they're kind of a crossover. Oh, okay. I think I think some of their songs have crossover, yeah. but I think they're primarily Christian. 
Amy Grant walked so they could run. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> baby, baby. I love A Walk to Remember. I haven't it's seen so it. Good. Is it, is oh it based on a Nicholas Sparks, though? It is. Speaking of old episodes we did together, Kendra, you and I did a Nicholas Sparks spotlight on the All the Book Show. Yep. You loved every second of it. Oh, my gosh. Nice and rodanthe, the movie. <laughs> June 24th, J.B. Walter's second album, Ride, was released. Hey. On Atlantic Records, two tracks, Reckless and Great Escape, were performed in season six and seven. Hey, there you go. Jamie Walters. July 15th, Sarah McLaughlin released her album, Surfacing. The album won several Grammys and Juno Awards and featured the hit song, Adia and Angels. I went to a Sarah McLaughlin concert with my wife and she sang both of those songs. I don't know if I could think of a... I just, except Angels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the one on the on the uh, she also her song "Ice Cream" is pretty well known. Okay, mm, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I can't. July <laughs> July twenty ninth, ninety eight degrees dropped their self titled debut album, and it went on to be certified gold in the U S. Okay. Video games. June seventeenth, Harvest Moon was released for the Super Nintendo in North America, and that's like still going. They're still doing Harvest Moon games. I think so. Yes. Yeah. And July 30th, Star Fox 64 was released to the Nintendo 64, notably the first game to feature compatibility with the Rumble Pack. Oh, yeah. The Rumble Pack was big business. You know, <laughs> yeah. you'd like stick it in the back and then like eh, trying to play GoldenEye. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. All right. Sad one. Sad alert. Ryan O'Neill, who played Spence Montgomery in the CW years, was best known for his role as Oliver Barrett in the film Love Story and its sequel, Oliver's Story. He also appeared opposite Barbara Streisand in the film What's Up, Doc? One of my favorite movies of all time, Kendra. So good. Really? Have I made you watch this movie? Have we not? No. Barbara Streisand, Madeline Kahn. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Anyway, Ryan O'Neill passed away on December 8th, 2023. Oh, how sad. I know. All right, well, let's look at our synopsis for season seven from the DVD release. <laughs> These are wild. Let's do it. <laughs> Before they trade their flip-flops for full-time jobs, the, Be- the friends of Beverly Hills 90210 dive into their senior year of college for a final lap. Watch as Brandon, Kelly, Donna, David, Steve, Val, and Claire battle natural disasters, confront personal demons, and discover that old flames never burn out in all 31 steaming episodes of season seven. From Donna losing her virginity and and Kelly's shocking pregnancy to David's destructive mental illness and a frightening hostage situation on the CU campus, surviving their senior year will be the toughest test they've faced yet. Perfect. Perfect. They just give away that Donna Uh, loses her virginity. I know. I don't know why they write these. Like it's like nobody has ever seen the show, and they get synopses for the episodes and try to write like a sizzle reel. It's like, my man, if somebody's buying nine hundred two and zero season seven, you don't really have to sell it with shocking things. But I will say, as you were reading that, I was like, oh right, the fire. Oh right, the hostage thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Was was some reminders. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? 
Well, from a production standpoint, this is the final season with Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein as showrunners. They'd been showrunners in six uh, season six and seven uh, and writer-producers before that. They took over uh, as showrunners um, from Charles Rosen in season five. And so season eight, nine, and ten, as we talked a little bit about last time, are really... Like, it's a whole different crew, like, behind the scenes. So it's a really different kind of vibe. It's always scary when that happens. It is. It is scary. And I'm... I don't know. I'm standing on a precipice here, Kendra, because in my mind, I always thought like, if I rewatch this show, I'd probably stop at season seven. You know, that's like kind of what I had in my mind. And uh, I don't know, maybe watching these as a fully grown adult, my response will be different, but um, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a journey. And it's kind of helpful to know that there was this big change behind the scenes because it really explains a lot. Yeah. Uh, as far as main cast members, so we had a special appearance from former main cast member James Zachhouse as Jim Walsh. This is the first season of the series without an appearance from Carol Potter or Gabrielle Carteris. Oh. So that's a that's a new that's a new one. We had our final appearance of Jamie Walters as Ray Pruitt, and final appearance of Kathleen Robinson as Claire Arnold. So when do you want to talk Claire? Do you want to do it right now? We can. Let's sure. do it. Let's okay. do it. Claire as a character, 99 episodes from season four to season seven. How do you feel like that went? She had such an arc. I mean, she started as this like sex crazed teenager and, you know, ended up being like the smart level headed one. And I liked her and Steve um, together. So I I really grew to like Claire. I wasn't sure at first, but uh, yeah. Once she, once the girls all move in together, I was like, okay, I, I think I'm on board. I like Claire too, but I like the like. I don't want her to say a, a little a sex crazed vamp as they introduced her. But in that transition time where she was still a little bit like less vanilla than like Donna, for example, and was just a little bit more snarky and like had some attitude and stuff. Like when she and David were together early on, like I liked that version of Claire better than like the. Um, like quaffed brainiac Claire that we ended up mm. with. Uh, so, and I feel like the transition, I don't know, like they just, they had a th- couple of throwaway references recently to uh, old school Claire, but I don't know. It's, it feels like she's a different character and not maybe in the most natural of ways. Perhaps not. Coming in late in the game, like s- recurring in season four, coming on, uh, you know, as kind of an also starring after that. Do you think that she, feels the same to you as like Donna or Kelly or Brenda. I do. I I felt that she integrated into the group and became part of the gang. Okay. In my brain. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I always feel like Valerie definitely did. Like she's not part of the gang, but I feel like Valerie is equal footing with like the other cast. Claire always to me feels a little bit like a subset of a character. Like, it feels like there's the main cast and then, like, Claire's area, you know? Because I feel like we explored Susan more than we explored Claire in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't feel that way. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I read that it was her decision to leave, and I feel like it kind of makes sense because I don't think they've really known what to do with her once they lost towards the end of the, this season yeah it was just a lot of her and steve being like we love yeah. each other we hate each other yeah 
And like, I, I mean, I stand by what I said last time. I feel like their relationship is one of the most interesting because it's gone through the, the most levels. Like, I really think that's true. I also feel like tying her and Steve so tightly together kind of hurt both of them character-wise because they didn't really let them do anything but their relationship, you know? Right. And yeah. I, I do feel like that's that was kind of detrimental. Uh, so I feel like it's more of the writing that I blame for like what I perceive as an underdevelopment of Claire. I don't know. Like if they're not going to write for her, then it probably was a good call to be done with the character. And it seems like they're not going to write for her. So yeah, I don't know. She saw the writing on the wall or the, yeah. the lack the l- of writing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do think the, she got a really nice final moment, but I mean, when you think about like, you know, Andrea French kissing everyone and like what a huge send off she got. This was a pretty minor. She and Steve break up. <laughs> You're remembering all the French yeah, kissing, aren't you? It came back to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this just feels like kind of a minor. Like we have the breakup. We see we get a long focus on Claire, but we never have like a her packing boxes and saying goodbye to Kelly and Donna kind of thing. Yeah, we just don't get sudden. that. So I don't yeah. know. I'll miss her. I think that's that's fair. I agree with that. Because we said sort of early on, they kind of, it seems like the game plan was to replace Brenda with a Valerie-Claire combination. Like Valerie was going to be the wild card and Claire was going to be like the friend half of Brenda. Mm-hmm. And I think they just kind of didn't really know where to go. Mm, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, let's look at some of our love interests. Are you this ready? It's a long list for one It is season. a long list. And I didn't even include Joan Diamond, who is uh, <laughs> the wife of Nat. You predicted that baby wasn't going to happen. In our season I six did. episode, you were like, no way. But Frankie is presumably somewhere doing fine. <laughs> so, uh, all right, here we go. Dalton James as Mark Reese, who I want to say was raptured halfway through. He just was gone. <laughs> he turned into a monster and just <laughs> Kurt left. Cameron was like, he was left behind. Uh, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally gone. He did turn into a monster. I thought that Mark and Kelly had good chemistry. And then when we had like you know, 30 minutes to turn him into a, like a serial killer. It just didn't, it yeah. didn't really feel very natural. So no, not at all. I really liked Mark, but I, I could feel it. I was like yeah. the shoe, the other shoe is going to yeah, drop any second. And then I it know, did. I think it's too bad because I feel like the college TV angle could have been interesting story-wise, but it never really was. You know, it was like we had the one time where Brandon wasn't going to give up the tape of Steve streaking. Like, that was sort of the only time that anything happened with it. So, yeah, I liked him as a character, but then he was just gone as quickly as he arrived. So, who knows? Uh, Joseph Guillen is Kenny Bannerman. Kenny. Hated him. Kenny. Yeah, the married guy that Valerie faked a pregnancy and yeah. Oh, uh, there's going to be a lot of these moments as yeah. we go through. Yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. Couldn't wait till he was I gone. I know. I think I could have liked that story if Valerie was more clearly manipulating him, but she was such a, like, let me just cook you dinner, Kenny. It was not yeah. cool. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Greg Vaughn as Cliff Yeager. Love oh, interest for Donna. Oh, Cliff. Yeah. Any thoughts? Any feelings? Uh, again, I liked Cliff for a while. Yeah. Until he bored me. <laughs> yeah. You didn't yeah. like him at all, ever, right? You were no, always I thought like... He was very... Well, it just felt like Joe again. You know, yeah. it was like, here we go. Like, square-jawed yeah. 
too good to be true fella yeah um i'm gonna i'm gonna come back to this one here we'll we'll talk about her in a minute uh dan gaudier is uh dick harrison oh yeah and then he he and steve died. were like yeah uh, they fight for a bit then they're mates yeah then they're and friends. then and then dick dies and then he dies heroin was it yeah, wow, was that was crazy. Ride. And he was, was yeah, crazy. he was a love interest for Claire. We had Christine Belford as a love interest to the Chancellor. Uh, I liked that. I liked having that. I liked it too. I thought I that was a wish, fun little. I wish it hadn't, you know, yeah, ended. The they way could have written off but... into the sunset. Yeah, mm. Kane Pacoy as Tom Miller, a love interest for Valerie, and then Kelly Ugh. or Kelly then Valerie. I don't know. I can't. Oh, I hated Tom. I didn't like Tom either. But again, like, what were we doing with that? Whereas I. Like, cause he came in to like manage the peach bit. I don't I know if they were. I think it was just another thing for Valerie and Kelly just, to fight just over. A, okay, all right, maybe you're right. Um, speaking of Valerie, we have Jason Lewis as Rob Andrews, the uh, James Dean ask. Yeah, yeah, in and out, quickie. Yep. Uh, I'm going to include Maya Campbell as Mariah Murphy. Uh, sure. Two, two episodes. She wasn't really a love interest for Brandon, but there was a chemistry there that I enjoyed and. Then she kept talking about angels, and I lost it a little bit. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Sarah Sarah McLaughlin somewhere is like in the arms. <laughs> I was thinking Robbie Williams oh, is yeah. talking angels. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, some other cast members here: uh, Ruth Livier as Joy. We had three times Joy showed up. Kelly's sister. We introduced this concept, never to be talked about again. So okay. <laughs> John okay. Riley back as Bill Taylor. I feel like you you did need that from the previous season. Yeah. Uh, and I don't love how it ended up, but fine. All right, let's look at a couple of plot lines. Oh, Are we going well, back to... Yes, yes, gal, yes, fine. Let's talk about Tracy. Tracy Gailey and Jill Novick. The listeners Tracy are like, you forgot Tracy. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget Tracy. Uh, hated it. Start oh, to finish. Dadgum, did I hate Tracy. <laughs> I think that I could say that she is my least favorite character, like recurring character <sighs> for the whole series. Tracy was the worst. I don't know. That's a tough choice. But who else? She's up there. I mean, I hated uh, who was Kelly's stoner boyfriend. Oh, Colin. <laughs> Colin. Colin. Yeah. yeah, I hated Colin. That's true. Colin was pretty bad. But I really hated Tracy. <laughs> the difference, I think the difference, though, is that Colin was meant to kind of be a villain. You know, from the beginning, this is a bad guy. Yes. And so that brings kind of an interesting element that they, you know, they beat it into the ground. But it was interesting. Tracy, I really think we were supposed to kind of be like, well, what a nice gal. It's just bad timing, I guess, you know. Yeah. But I thought yeah. she was just terrible. Having her come in after Susan was yeah. just like... What a poor, poor replacement yeah, yeah. for Susan. Yep. Who, who was a replacement for Andrea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, every Tracy storyline, I was just like, shut up. I hate yeah. you. And Get out of here. And she was irritating every step of the way. She was never yeah. not irritating. So Yeah, she she had that like, I, I don't know, like sweet, like, I don't know. I just wanted to punch her in the face. Yeah. Okay, so let's... <laughs> I don't know. Some of these storylines, just like whatever. Uh, Brandon Kelly redo. How do you feel about that? You like? Uh, do you yes. like that? Back? I'm here. For, I'm here okay. for it. I like Kelly Brandon. I felt like this season we got a little melodramatic with the ring and Kelly buying the ring and Jason Priestley 
playing the German, Swedish, whatever he was doing. Yeah, and Kelly uh, doing jeweler. like a voiceover of yeah. her reading her journal. That was like, all yeah. pretty corny. But the Mariah episode, I don't remember what it was called, but the, um, you know, when they kind of have that kiss and it's like, all right, this is happening again. I was even I, my jaded adult self was excited to see that. So yeah. <laughs> I would say I'm happy for uh, Kelly and Brandon. When they started kind of fighting and well, maybe you shouldn't move in. I was like, no, 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 we're not going to no, do no this. No one wants this. We're not going to do this. No. <laughs> uh, okay. So we both like that. David Donna Redux. I think you were pretty on board for that, right? Yeah, I was here for it. I like David Donna. Yeah. The virginity losing the sex. How did the we sex. feel about? Because it's know, been a long time. You know? It's been so long. And I'm, I was getting very tired of like, we're actually, we're really going to do it this time. And yeah. then like it not happening or like having storylines based around her virginity. Like, I don't know. I was, yeah. I was, I felt like they really played all yeah. the storylines out. They possibly could. They waited and waited and waited. Just like Donna. Uh, yeah. Just like Donna. And, yeah. um, and I, I don't know that David deserved it after yeah. everything he's done. True. But, um, you know. I, you know, we it, had a, we had one of the one of the listener feedbacks that we got on this was a question about like why didn't they just have David and Donna like get married? And I feel like that's I a good that as well. I question. kept waiting for for him to be like, let's get married right now. I know, I know, because like she made it's been so, I mean it's been seven seasons. It's been seven seasons of Donna being like, I'm going to wait until marriage or whatever, and like. We're seven seasons into this show, going into the eighth season. We're out of high school. We're out of college. Like, there must have been conversations about, do we get these two married? And I feel like that would have been, like, going into the next era, I feel like that could have been really kind of an anchor point to have David and Donna, like, starting, like, a married life together while everybody else is still kind of, like, scattered and figuring things out. And I feel like it would have been sort of a more satisfying conclusion to the whole saga. Yeah, I agree. Because because it's kind of I mean she and Dave she and David are very much in love, but like what was the waiting for? If you're you know right. just gonna give in on it, right? So yeah, and the gram her grandma does ask like, are you engaged? And Donna's like, no, we're too young for that. Yeah. I'm like, are you? Yeah, are you too young? For <laughs> you're, that? you're definitely not. I mean, especially in the '90s, I, I feel like. But uh, I was yeah. married at that point. I was married my last semester of college. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's yeah. It's it's just weird. It's just weird. And like they tried to give us sex grandma, spicy grandma, as you call her, to yeah. come in and be like, "Go ahead, Donna, get busy." And I guess. <laughs> and she know, did. And she did. She did. Yeah, yeah she sure did. Uh, all right. Um, well, we had Kelly in the hospice. Uh, Michael Sonia was as um, Jimmy. Uh, I liked him. I liked that actor. I um, did too. I don't know, like, how that changed or helped Kelly in any, like, from a story standpoint. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like it helped develop her because she's been, you know, the last season was like her, yeah, her drugs and all of that stuff. And, and then she kind of, you know, was able point. to turn it around and then start giving back. Yeah. I guess if you're looking at it as kind of a, a more of like an end cap to the previous season than starting something new then then you're right the claire steve dissolution uh their relationship going downhill this season yeah that, i mean it was a bummer i i understand what they were leading to now obviously but 
it yeah. I felt like they had to just like I felt like they were solid and so they had to throw yeah. in stupid excuses for them to not be yeah. solid. I, I it's not that. it's not that I want every character to be married, but like I wonder why after all the the Prince Carl stuff in season six, we didn't toy with any kind of like engagement storyline or something. Yeah. Like, that might have been I don't know. It might have been more than just like they're breaking up. Like if they were engaged and it was they were like forced to kind of be more serious and stuff, then it maybe would have made this kind of like, well, I guess I'll go to Paris thing have more stakes. For me, I guess? like Paris was a silly that was just a silly reason to break up to it me. Yeah. Like why couldn't she just go visit her dad in Paris? Exactly. Like, why does she have to go to Paris? I think she's using it, it like she's it's she's breaking up with Steve. I mean, I think yeah. that's more than about her dad, even though she says the opposite. So I don't know. I I did. I don't remember where it goes, but I was excited about the Val Steve hookup. I was like, all right. Yeah. I mean, they match energies yeah, for they sure. Do. They definitely do. Um, Val also had kind of a downfall this season. I mean, she's been on sort of a, a downward trajectory for a while, but I don't know. Look, we had all this stuff with Kenny and then like the club's in trouble and then like the whole stuff with Bill and losing all her money, which feels like Dylan losing all his money a while back. It's just, I don't know, you know? Yeah, I mean, I did like that it's kind of like finally she's reaping what she has sown. Yeah, true. Like it's been... A couple seasons of her just like being the trickster who like yeah. oh Valerie did something again but she's fine and like now she's like really really in trouble and I feel yeah. like we haven't really had that yet so yeah. I uh I was happy with it not yeah. happy with it I was yeah, yeah, yeah. accepting of the story yeah <laughs> and then I guess the other big thing going on is CUTV you know yes like, I think you know keeping Brandon in journalism was a good move for that character. I think it could have been utilized more, you know? Um, yeah. I think, I think you, and then it just vanishes, you know, he's like, well, I guess I'm handing off the keys to the next. It's like, okay. Yeah. I, I after, after he and Tracy break up, he's just like, yeah. well, I guess I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just weird. Uh, and I didn't like the Donna stalker again, just felt. Yeah. Such a I retread. mean, yes, it was. I really like that. Um, I feel more positively about season seven than I did about season six. I think that's probably accurate. I mean, they all start to blur together for me, but I feel yeah. like at the end of season six, we were like, ugh, yeah. that was rough. <laughs> season six, like our re season six recap, we were both like, this was the worst season, period. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's still true. I think season seven has a lot of quirky moments, but... I don't know. Season six had to deal with like Dylan and like the Dylan exit and then like have a whole other season going on. And like, it's just, I don't know, like Colin and Ray and there's just like so much yeah. happening Yeah. that I feel like this was a little bit closer. I don't know. I think it's an uneven season, but I think it's an improvement over six, I guess is what I'd say. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that for sure. All right. How do you feel about the college years in general? They were, they were chock full. Of yeah. <laughs> Stuff. A lot of stuff happened. Yeah. Uh, we got farther and farther away from college-y things as yeah, we, we did. as we went. I probably, I mean, I feel like we've said that a lot. Like we would have liked to have seen yeah. more college-related episodes. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like the the all the um, 
like Steve in the in the fraternity and everything just kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah, it and, just all kind of like they kept saying yeah. like, "Oh, I do this for the fraternity," but we didn't see it. I don't so. know. Seasons four and five, like the first two college years, you know, you have Brenda, and then you have like the transition to Valerie and everything. Those seasons did still sort of feel, to some extent, like a college show. And then I think maybe the showrunner switch for season six and seven, it really becomes a little bit more like a Melrose Placey kind of show, you know, with fewer faked deaths. But it it still is more like adults dealing with drama. And I was just less interested in that because there were fewer fewer group things and less of like the camaraderie and the characters being together which i liked so much about the early stuff yeah you know? i think that's where it's always strongest is when we have yeah. the group stuff it's a pretty jarring difference to go like i would say the first five seasons like even including the first valerie season still kind of feel like that original show and it does kind of feel like season six maybe is the start of like a new thing you know like we keep we keep kind of getting farther and farther away from like the core of the early stuff. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, I saw some clips recently of like Brenda Dillon and some college stuff. And I was like, man, it's hard to believe that that was like, yeah. Part of this, you know, like mm -hmm. it's a, uh, it's just very different. I don't know. Like when you lose certain character archetypes and then you don't replace those characters, it's, I don't know. I don't know what you do because like having a carbon copy character come in, which they do in later seasons and you'll know, uh, <laughs> you know, that's corny, but at least they're trying here. I just feel like we just, we kind of lost that, that Dylan Brenda energy. Like what those characters brought was so distinctive to the overall group that it's, it is hard to get past it. I think. Yeah. Okay. What was your least favorite episode? I, I guess I'm going to go with the phantom of the university episode oh geez yeah phantom of cu yeah yeah because it was pretty bad it was just silly it was it's yeah but i don't think anything i think ripe young age all flashbacks of tori spelling and brian austin green as the grandparents was the most like useless episode truly yeah. like nothing <laughs> nothing you know? happened yeah and yeah. i think uh, what is it? The time has come today or whatever. The 60s episode where they're playing different characters and Brenda's reading the journal. That's at least like mirroring what's happening in the show. And like it was a big thing for Brenda to kind of get over the Kelly Dillon stuff. So like, I don't know. I, I think that one served a purpose. And I think Ripe Young Age just felt like filler. Yeah, you know? I, I almost chose Ripe Young Age. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, no, it, I think it's not a good episode. I think your uh, I think your response is is also very correct. <laughs> favorite, most favorite episode. Uh, this was hard to choose. I'm gonna go with we interrupt this program just for the the heart pounding. Yeah, it was drama. Of yeah, it was it. a good. It was a good hour of television. That's a it, good choice because it was it was really intense, and I didn't yeah. love the whole Donna Stalker storyline, yeah. but. I, I don't know. It just escalated to something so crazy. It did. That uh, I couldn't yes, stop it, watching. And it was very intense. Uh, I, I gave it to the second Mariah episode, which is called Heaven Sent. Um, when she comes back and kind of pushes Brandon and Kelly together, it just, I remember it so well, like as a kid being like, oh my gosh, they kissed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and seeing it again now, it really did. Like it, it really did bring a smile to my face. And like, I think it's, 
even though some of the angel stuff is corny and her disappearing like an angel is kind of corny, I still felt like that was a pretty solid episode. So yeah, that's where yeah. that's where I'm going to be. Yeah, nice. Let me hear your predictions on season eight, Kendra. Oh so boy, we're, we're down Claire. There's no college anymore, and I don't think any storylines are set up other than Valerie not having money. Valerie has no money, yeah. and. The couples, except for Steve and Claire, are intact. Yeah, Kelly Brandon, Donna Davis. I, I think that Val Steve is not going to be like a thing. I think they're okay. just going to be kind of friends with benefits kind okay. of thing. Brandon Kelly. I feel like someone is going to... I don't know if it's going to be Donna David or Brandon Kelly, but I feel like someone is getting married or at least engaged in this okay. coming season. All right. uh, I'm going to guess Brandon Kelly. All right. Uh, so th- yeah, that's my guess. I think Steve's gonna just kind of like wander with no direction for a while. Okay. All right, we yep. are gonna have a couple of new characters coming in, so okay. I won't tell you anything about them. But we have at least two, if not three, new series regulars. So oh, wow, okay. Any any thoughts about where some new energy might be put to use? I'm trying to think like where. Because we don't have college anymore. So right, right. Yeah. <laughs> where are they going to okay. hang out? The beach? Yeah. In the pit? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, somebody's got to get a job, right? It Maybe Donna starts working in fashion or something. And okay. Meets a friend there. I have no idea. Okay. All right. No idea. No, I, think, I, think these are all, I think these are all good predictions. And we'll check and see how you did next year. Hard to believe, seven seasons down, three seasons to go in the original. And the latter seasons, the next three seasons, I think are shorter. I think they're only like 26 episodes. So uh, You can't see, but I'm raising the roof. Yeah, she is. She's the raising it right up. The roof is being raised. She's raising <laughs> it right up. All right. Well, Kendra, you can catch me every other week on this Indorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. And I recently was a guest on Previously on X-Men, where we talked about a Ms. Marvel Wolverine team-up, which was a lot of fun. Ooh. Fun. What are you up to, Kendra? Well, I'm Miss Musebox91 online, and uh, I am the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where we talk 90s music, and we'll be coming back with new episodes in January 2024. New year, new you. Yes. Okay. Well, you can join us next time for our annual holiday special. We'll be covering the film oh, oh, oh. Time for Her to Come Home for Christmas, the, the most cumbersome title I've ever heard. I and feel like there's 50 movies with that title. It's true. It's... <laughs> well, this one is starring Sinead Grimes Beach from the CW years, because we're closing in on those CW years. And we had a good time with USS Christmas starring yeah. uh, whatever, Trevor Donovan from the CW yes, years. We sure so. did. So that'll be some good times. Good times all around. Okay. 902 and here we go. Ba-bam. Ba-bam.